Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Boring News! The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. And we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. I must go. It's time to get out. And before we get started, if you would hit that subscribe button and that bell, I'd greatly appreciate it. We drop new episodes of Faneva News every Monday, Wednesday, and then the full-on extended episodes on Saturday at 12 p.m. EST. You don't want to miss it. I got you on all sorts of different stuff. So yeah, please hit them buttons. First up, I'm kind of in the mood to read the top 50 best-selling manga of the week. So let's go in that direction. And starting off 50 through 41, at number 50 is a manga I've never even heard of, I don't think. Kore Egaite Shine Volume 3 Within 5 days 10,000 sales The character design on it Is very interesting Then at number 49 And what looks like We're seeing the explosion Based off that anime Popping heavily Out in the streets Oshinoko Volume 2 With 10,000 sales This is an older volume That was released in 2020 uh, Volume 7 at 48 Volume 9 at 47 Yeah it looks like Oshinoko got a big boost From that anime Definitely definitely Lacking on my end Of I need to check that bad boy out all of them did about 10,000 a little more than that uh this week then going up a little bit we got a new volume of witch watch volume 10 in 13 days okay so it came out last week yeah i think we did cover it uh 10,440 bringing its total to 47,000 that's not bad in a couple of weeks for witch watch again it's a it feels like it you know 10 volumes in whoa it's been around for a while but it still feels relatively new so 50,000 in two weeks i ain't mad at it i ain't gonna lie um and i skipped over this one dance 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 today which I feel like I've heard of this one. It's a Seinen series at that. Interesting. In five days, 10,000 10, or 10.3. Okay. Then more Oshinoko at 44 with volume 6 doing 10.5. Going up, Oshinoko volume 1 did 10.6. The Oshinoko effect is real. The anime did its job because the sales are exploding for this series. And I really need to get into it, man. Because I've already heard great things about it. Then it's popping in Japan. It probably is doing some really awesome stuff. Because most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time when it comes to manga sales if it's selling very heavily there's something at the very least entertaining or well written about the story so 
Yeah. And again, I'm not saying that with everything. That's really a manga only type of thing. Like, you know, music and a whole bunch of other stuff be selling, but ain't really be saying nothing. Then we got places 40 through 31. We got Kengan Omega. That cover is so freaking hype. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know why I really like that cover. Volume 16 in five days, 11.3. We got Oshinoko again with volume five doing 11.6. You would think volume one would be the one that's leading the charge in sales. Uh, Oshinoko volume 10, 11.69. Wow. Absolute madness. What's died? dark holy co holy co I, I can't talk today lads volume six in five days twelve thousand not bad we got record of ragnarok in 28 days volume 18 doing another twelve thousand this week bringing his total to 177 awesome stuff uh oshinoko volume 4 12.7 what, what is this why isn't it from volume one i, I don't get it what uh, maybe a lot of people already bought volume one or something i don't know but 12.7 358 thousand total uh, we got a card captor sakura i'm still shocked that there's new volumes of this a uh, volume 14 in 17 days uh, 88,000 total. Tomodachi game volume 2. Why is Tomodachi game randomly selling? What's happening here? What the hell? Uh, 10 days on sale. Wait, what? Maybe this is a manga adaptation. Maybe the anime was an anime original. I'm, I'm super confused, but 13,200 this week, 23,000 total. Okay. Uh, then we got places 30 through 21. We got Goku Rakugai volume 2 in 13 days, 50,000. 13 this week. Not bad. Uh, Kishibe Rohan. I have this. Uh, somewhere in my collection 13.5 this week in 13 days it did 52,000 that is so good I ain't gonna lie the uh, the anime was great the manga is great that's just a fantastic story from the uh, spinoff of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure at that we got a little bit of Saint Seiya Next Dimension volume 14 in 10 days 28,000 I'm, I'm liking it 15.7 I've been in a real big Saint Seiya mood and I really want to get into that uh, new live action movie because that live action movie I've seen some trailers and it looks really good I'm hyped for it my dress up darling Volume 11 in 23 days, 236,000, 16.8 this week. Okay, okay. Uh, Martial Magic and Muscles, Volume 16 in 13 days, 65K with 16.8 this week. I'm going to be honest, the Martial anime ain't having no impact on the manga at all. People aren't running out to buy Martial, so... A1 Pictures, step it up because you're you're missing big time. Marshall is pretty dope. Uh, again, Oshino Ko at number 21 with volume 11, 17K. What is happening here? This is madness. The Oshino Ko flood is real. And then we got places 20 through 11. Fairytale 100 Years Quest, volume 14. In 10 days, 32,000, 18K this week. Again, I really want to dive back into Fairytale 100 Years Quest. I was a big, for better or worse, I was a big reader of Fairytale and watcher of Fairytale. I want to get back into it. Sakamoto Days, volume 11. 92k in 13 days love to see it that's gonna be a big one when it gets its anime blue lock episode of nagi am i can i still remember the names oh i'm starting to forget the names but i know that's nagi with the white hair 21.1 this week bring us total 155,000. great stuff one piece volume 105 21.1 this week 1.6 that'll definitely hit two mil before it leaves the top 50 i'd imagine it's still doing pretty good numbers so uh, almost 1.7 there then we got osama ranking aka ranking of kings at volume or volume 16 at place 13 with 21.5 in five days don't forget if you are a follower of the ranking of kings manga it is on hiatus for a while so yeah uh jujutsu kaisen volume 22 with 24,700 this week bringing his total to 1.235 million now it's at what about 400,000 behind that one piece volume i've been keeping track of this little competition but then let's jump on to top 10 top 10 top 10 top 10 coming in at number 10 and 9 is kawaii Dake Jai Nai Shikamori-san 
volumes 19 and 20, which I believe it says finished. So the volume 20 is the finished, uh, the last volume of the series with 25,000 apiece, bringing both of them to 51K. Must have a solid fan base to do damn near the same numbers at that time. Interesting. Uh, let's see. We got Blue Lock with volume 23. Raichi, let's go. 37K this week, 363. I can't wait for that season two. It's going to be excruciating for that and that movie. I need it though. Uh, Chainsaw Man, volume 14, the latest volume in 13 days, 347. With 87.5 this week. Like to see it. Then Zatch Bell Volume 2. The new Zatch Bell. The continuation I believe. Uh, 88k in 3 days. That is crazy. Okay. That is crazy. And it shows that the author. Because he tried a bunch of different stuff after Zatch Bell. None of it really popped. He made the best decision ever to bring back Zatch Bell. Uh, because it's selling very well. So big ups to him. Love to see it. I need to eventually revisit Zatch Bell. Because that was so freaking fun. Spy Family Volume 11. 13 days. 8 879,000. Those are the sales I expect from this monstrosity of a series and why I continue to say when that movie drops, it's going to make a lot of money. A lot of money. 218 this week. And then coming in at number one, Detective Conan Volume 103. The 103rd volume in five days did 234,758 copies. Just clap it up for a goat still going strong 100 volumes in um and it could have very well honestly if it was just a little bit lower it would have been number two behind spy family because two different animals altogether. but big props to detective conan but yeah people that was the top 50 best-selling manga of the week courtesy of joe's underscore care cool stuff and this week for whatever reason i'm not finding any weekly shonen magazine author comments so let's just jump straight into the shonen jump author comments starting off we got hero oda creator one piece i went to a live performance by Vondi. they were in total control i was in a transfer from his personality and singing and yes a live stage performance is a lot more difficult than what some might think you think you just get up there and you grab a microphone or you have a guitar and a microphone and you call it a day like there's a lot more to it intense process to get to it so you definitely got to give praise when they knock it out the park then you got kill blue by the author of kuroko no basket taratoshi fujimaki the cherry blossoms bloomed and fell while i was stuck in my room creating the first two chapters so it's spring now i bet you have all that work i gotta check that one out i ain't gonna lie uh, we got jujutsu kaisen's gege akutami itadori's right ear returning is my mistake but gojo coming back isn't a mistake <laughs> all righty my hero academia is kohei horikoshi i love the mark v what um, I'm, I'm confused the mark v sakamoto days yuto suzuki i want this astronaut snow globe i saw for sale at a general store for a long time ago but i can't find it now don't you hate when that happens i i do uh we got akane banashi's takamasa moi uh the elberex soccer team is really fun to watch i didn't watch the j2 league last year so i was surprised ichinose family deadly sins Tizen five. Oh my god i always gotta stress i love that manga i need to catch up though it's almost golden week please enjoy chapter 22 as well please enjoy Enjoy this goaded award for continuously promoting your work and not playing no games. You didn't come to play around. You came to sell manga and make great stories. We love you, Tizen 5, already. We got Tenmaku Cinema, one of the co-creators, formerly from Food Wars, Shun Sayaki. Tenmaku's design is a challenge for me to draw, so this is the artist. So I want to master him soon. Cool beans. I wish they would put a little bit of a, hey, this is the artist. So that way we could differentiate who's saying what. But now we know Shun Sayaki, let's try and remember this, folks, is the artist of Tenmaku Cinema. Assuming it sticks around. Blue Box is Koji Miura. I saw everything everywhere all at once. The hot dogs gave me drama. Yeah, what a, what a scene to say the least. And what a really good movie. 
Uh, the Elusive Samurai's Yusei Matsui, also Assassination Classroom, now banned in Florida. I've finally been serialized for over 10 years. Can I say I'm a pro now? You, you've been a pro, dog. Assassination Classroom did like 600,000 sales week one for like volume one or two or something. Like, you're a goat, okay? Like, don't sell yourself short. And I'm imagining when Elusive Samurai gets an anime, if it's a good adaptation, you're going to be up, up as well again. So, don't sell yourself short, homie. You goaded. We got Kenta Shinohara from Witch Watch. Not that I was looking at the screen the whole time, but I watched all of the Taiga drama episodes. Kiringa Kuro was good, okay? Undead Unlux Yoshifumu... Undead Unlux Yoshifumi Tezuka. I'm really happy that the FPS guys are streaming SFV and having so much fun. Is it Street Fighter 6? I, I believe we're talking about Street Fighter 6. I've been hearing some things. All right. Mission Yozakura Family's Hitsuji Gondara. Uh, by alternating between Todrick Hall and Enya, it's like I'll get in shape the same way I would be jumping between a hot bath and ice water. Cool beans. Martial Magic and Muscles Hajime Komodo. The Negitama Beef Bowl from Yoshinoya is seriously the best tasting food in the world. I don't understand how it's so good. One day I'll try it out when I get my butt to Japan. Me and Roboko Shuhei Miyazaki. The Roboko Infinity Train will be running on the Yamanote line starting today. This is all thanks to you. I'm off to ride it. <laughs> I love it. The parody's coming to reality. Uh, Yuki Tabata from Black Clover. I'm late, but thank you to everyone who sent Valentine's Day chocolates. I appreciate it so much. Homie. We're, we're in April. We're almost in May. What are you talking about? <laughs> we love you, though, Tabata. Uh, Cypher Academy, Yuji Iwasaki. I'm hooked on Splunker for Switch. I can't beat it myself. Cool beans. And closing off, Fabric 100's Daisuke and Oshima. I never leave the house, and so whenever I do, my clothes don't match the temperature change that's happened outside. Mm, that sounds about right with me a little bit to a certain degree, so yeah, I respect it. And yeah, people, those were the Shonen Jump author comments again. Unfortunately, no weekly Shonen magazine. I love hearing some of them comments from them authors. Moving forward, just a little bit of an unfortunate news that I did want to briefly talk about by the time you've seen this. It's probably been a couple of days since the story was announced, but uh, Jerry Spring you probably as soon as you hear the name your ears perk up like what happened with Jerry Springer in case you don't know the controversial talk show host that had his Jerry Springer show I believe he had a recently a courtroom show that he's been doing as well uh, passed away at the age of 79 um, it's crazy because Jerry Springer ran the world dog for a long time it was Jerry Jerry before world star hip-hop introduced the whole concept of screaming world star when a fight was about to break down it was Jerry Jerry so salute to Jerry in the afterlife uh condolences to his family and again rest in peace then in a little bit of lighter news in case you don't remember k manga the new app that is going to be launching for kodansha's manga uh they've been posting a little bit on twitter getting a little bit of traction get people excited about what they got going on and they said here is pokusuke dropping a sneak peek at the entrance to weekly shonen magazine's editorial department let us know if you want to see more behind the scenes of our department we do we do k manga please show us more and we got a little image with oh my got an epo cut out there a uh, few different manga uh, fire force in there i see fire force i see you fam don't hide from me a couple of different series in there i ain't gonna lie is there any gachi aquata i don't see no gachi aquata just yet but yeah i want to see definitely more i love stuff like that behind the scenes please k manga if you're watching this one of the people that are running that account give us more we love to see it then in a very interesting story regarding piracy apparently according to this source anime manga piracy cost the industry around two trillion 
trillion yen in 2021. Mind you, put your mindset at what was happening in 2021 because we're a couple of years removed. People forget that they're still, you know, 2021, we're knee deep in the pandemic. We're probably feeling like we're getting out of it. But nevertheless, people are still kind of in that mindset. A lot of people really got into anime and manga that year. And they were like, yo, what sites can I watch and read this shit for free? Because I don't even know if I really rock with it like that. Japan's Content Overseas Distribution Association released a study last Friday citing losses of between 1.9 and 2.2 trillion yen, 14.2 to 16.5 billion dollars in 2021 due to piracy of Japanese entertainment, including manga, anime, music, and video games. The figure marks a five-fold increase from the association's previous 2019 study. The numbers are based on market surveys and consumer questionnaires. And before we continue, I just got to say that that's a load of crap. They gained a lot more money because a lot of these people that were pirating was that they probably weren't even really big anime manga fans to begin with. They probably were just now discovering the medium and didn't even know like, oh, there's a Shonen Jump official app. There's people right now watching this video that are like, wait, there's a Shonen Jump official app where I could read it, read the latest chapters and stuff for free and stuff. Yeah, you can. <laughs> but uh, there was a lot of people that were discovering the medium at that time and they just either didn't know or they didn't want to invest immediately into getting all these subscriptions and stuff like that or buying volumes. So yeah, if anything, you may take it as like, oh, we lost out from all these people stealing or you could look at it as that was a free 14 to 16 billion dollars of advertisement that people got into your medium and you gained so many more lifetime anime manga fans like out of that bunch that stole 16 billion dollars worth of anime and manga and all that stuff there probably is at least a little chunk even if one percent of those people are lifetime anime manga fans moving forward you gained money for ages so keep that in mind the organization calculated that anime and other video content from japan lost 906.5 billion to 1.4 trillion yen about 6.8 to 10.5 billion dollars to piracy while manga and other published media lost 395.2 billion to 831.1 billion yen about 3 to 6.2 billion dollars Koda attributed the rise of piracy to people spending more time indoors due to the COVID-19 pandemic and the proliferation of streaming services and again a lot of these people didn't really care about anime and manga they probably were just getting into it so I don't understand what did y'all lose because they would have never gave a crap if they wasn't stuck indoors to begin with hell it probably revitalized a lot of people's passion for it as well the authorized books of japan trade group reported that the manga piracy cost the industry a total of 1.19 trillion yen about 8.76 billion dollars during the same period this represented a sharp increase of 4.8 times over the past two years while official sales only increased by 1.6 times over the same period or about 612 billion yen or us 5.3 3 billion dollars according to the research institute for publications the abj calculated loss of revenue through the number of page views through pirate websites not counting downloads according to nikkei asia piracy cost the manga industry approximately 800 billion yen about six billion dollars in japan alone from january through october 2021 nikkei asia stated that the number exceeds the amount of the entire market for authorized publications which are estimated at 600 billion yen about 5.19 billion dollars yearly the asahi shimbun reported that according to the abj the 10 most popular manga piracy websites receive approximately 240 million monthly hits from april 17 2018 to june 2020 after Japanese language manga piracy site Mangamura became inaccessible. According to the ABJ, the top three websites saw a 14-fold increase in views from January 2020 to April 2021. And that's probably them calculating and guesstimating that around April 2021 is when people started saying, no, we're going outside. We don't care what the government says. We're, we're at we outside. Koda is an anti-piracy trade group that includes 32 Japanese companies such as Kotaku.
Kodansha, Shueisha, Shogakugan, Aniplex, Kadokawa, Sunrise, Studio Ghibli, Bandai Namco Arts, Pony Canyon, Toei Animation, and more. And yeah, honestly, I feel like they're not accounting the fact that there's a bunch of Lifetime fans that are going to be buying anime manga for the rest of their life and they're always going to document the pandemic being the catalyst to their fandom. So there's a lot to look at as well. I mean, I get it that they're saying that sales of, you know, legal stuff didn't increase all that much, but they were trying it. And some people, they bought it and some people, they probably fell back out of the medium. Some of those people that were anime manga fans in 2020 and 2021 probably aren't anime manga fans right now because they tried it and it was cool for the time, but it was a fad for them it was a phase it was a i'm stuck in the house this is really awesome but once i'm not stuck in the house i don't got time for it no more and i totally get that stealing and all that stuff is not right but at the end of the day that's how the market is as it stands right now and things you know what i'm saying the cost of living has gone up immensely since the pandemic so it's a slippery slope i understand that the industry doesn't want to take losses but i look at it as well y'all said that y'all had some gains from that right yeah take it uh, you know take it as a dub moving forward cool news for chainsaw man apparently chainsaw man's anime theme mv surpassed 100 million views kenshi yonazuya's official website confirmed today that the music video for the japanese singer songwriter's 13th single song kick back featured as the opening theme for the tv anime chainsaw man has surpassed 100 million views in six months and one day since its release in october 2022 it has become his 16th mv that reached 100 million views and i don't doubt it even though the chainsaw man anime didn't sell well in japan for I don't know what reason to be honest with you the west absolutely loves it and globally chainsaw man is massively popular it's just for whatever reason it didn't translate into sales for the blu-rays of what they expected but I have no doubt in my mind that the u.s sales probably might even rival that of japan's if not surpass it uh because people over here uh, adore this series so much so yeah shout outs to this uh 100 million not bad 100 mil 100 mil I could see it hitting a billion over time if it did that in six months and while we're on the topic of chainsaw man I didn't know if I would cover this and not so uh editor be very careful with what i say make sure you blurt out anything that i say that can be uh touchy for the algorithms because apparently japan <laughs> will use japan but one of these off-brand companies decided to make a chainsaw man live action adaptation of a risque kind you get what i'm saying like uh 18 and over type you dig japan made a live action adaptation of chainsaw man but it's only for fans above the age of 18 and looking at this cover they got makima power and rize and god i want to watch this <laughs> i joke i joke i kid i kid i don't think my joke is working i must flee quick next story just next story chris switch it out of here get me out of here it does look pretty good i'm not gonna lie no. <laughs> Next up, apparently some people have been plagiarizing a whole bunch of covers from popular anime for some books and yeah, they got caught. Bolivia National School Textbooks, oh god, this was a national school textbook, have plagiarized cover images from anime artwork. The Ministry of Education of Bolivia said he is sorry and will take action against those who are responsible for this mistake. Around 1.1 million copies of these books were already distributed before this plagiarism was caught by net citizens, which I'm imagining the students had to have been some of them had to be anime fans and saw this and was like what the heck is going on because i mean yeah look at orange that's the anime orange and there's a textbook there that it ripped off there's fruits ba you really thought you was gonna get away with ripping off fruits basket the most popular shoujo anime ever and i mean yeah it looks a little it was like that whole thing of hey can i copy your homework sure just change a little bit so they don't catch it like that's exactly what it was with school textbooks at that then there's is that suzume i want to say that suzume i gotta see suzume i still haven't seen it no but yeah yeah, for another textbook then there's 
Is that your name? I want to say maybe that's your name. Another one. Uh, no thank you. Hokago Tea Time. Another one. My God, the ripoffs is insane. What's the? I don't even know what's this. That, them laying up against a, a fence or some shit. But what the heck? Yeah, Bolivia. You were oblivious to what you were doing, huh? Like, not not Bolivia. Let me be very specific. The school. Like, y'all bugging out. Whoever did that, y'all thought y'all was going to get away with it. And we would have got away with it, too, if it wasn't for those darn net citizens. Shout out to Scooby-Doo. Moving forward, since I just mentioned Susan May, why not? Apparently, according to renowned director, again, from your name and weathering with you, Makoto Shinkai Suzume was originally supposed to be a romance between two girls. And I haven't seen Suzume, so I can't say, yeah, I totally seen it, man. It was so freaking obvious. But that's interesting to know. And I imagine in this climate, it probably would have been a big deal. So I'm wondering why they ended up going against it. Maybe different campaigns, maybe different sponsors was like, yo, change it up a little bit. Or at the last minute, Makoto Shinkai got cold feet. But okay, the more you know. Moving forward, Batman fans. Apparently, Max, which, oh my god, I, I hate that HBO Max just named themselves just Max. Like, who do y'all think y'all are? Like, y'all ain't Max Powers, fam. Y'all not, not cool like Max Powers. But Max's scrapped Batman Cape Crusader series has moved to Amazon, and more Batman content is coming. It's been a bit of a wild west in the streaming world recently. Streamers have been canceling shows and movies left and right, even ones that are ready to go. In the world of HBO Max, animated shows got hit extra hard, though live action series weren't exempt from the culling either. This is why we'll take good news where we can get it. After a cancellation at HBO Max, J.J. Abrams, Matt Reeves, and Bruce Timm's, shoutouts to Bruce Timm, like, yo, if you don't know about Bruce Timm, look him up. There would be no Batman the Animated Series, and probably most of DC cartoons would not be what it is today if it wasn't for Bruce Timm, Eric Radomski, Paul Dini, all of the goats, the legends themselves. We love you guys. But Batman Cape Crusader series has found a new home at Amazon, and I'm gonna watch the crap out of that. In addition, the streamer will also bring to life an original Batman animated film called Merry Little Batman and a spin-off series called Bat Family. And even more exciting, I don't know if we'll say exciting, this is their opinion, not mine. The Hollywood Reporter, the Batman Cape Crusader series has received a two-season order. Okay, yeah, that is exciting. Ensuring we'll get a ton of the Cape Crusader to enjoy. Is this the Batman the Animated Series return that was supposed to happen and Bruce Timm was behind it? Is that If that's that, then oh my god, this is going to be god tier. There are certainly some powerful minds working on the show. Ed Brubaker is even on the creative team so we can imagine it will turn out pretty well additionally Merry Little Batman will be a family action comedy that follows Damian Wayne becoming Little Batman to defend against villainous rogues who wish to ruin the holidays Bat Family meanwhile follows Batman Alfred and young Damian Wayne as they navigate being a super family and I'm looking at it mm, okay I don't know probably not for me sam register president warner brothers animation and cartoon network studios shares we are excited to partner with amazon to begin an all-new animated chapter of batman from the cinematic noir storytelling of batman cape crusader to the comedic adventures of merry little batman and bat family these new projects ensure that there will be an animated batman story ready to excite fans of all ages and i ain't gonna lie that cape crusader one look out for that one it has bruce tim's name attached to it and bruce tim that man damn near could do no wrong I I 
know there's still some people that are very much so upset about what he did with the whole Batman and Batgirl relationship. How he constantly, from what they say, pushes that. I don't buy it. I rock with Bruce Tim. I, I trust that man too damn much to let the naysayers come in like, let's go, Cape Crusader. I'm here for it. And while we're on the topic of revivals, apparently Beetlejuice is actually returning. And in addition to the return, apparently the publication shared that Tim Burton, who directed the original Beetlejuice movie, is expected to return. Burton, of course, also directed Ortega in Wednesday. Alongside him, Michael Keaton could also reportedly don his stripes once more. Michael Keaton was Beetlejuice? How the fuck did I not know that? And honestly, Jenna Ortega fits so perfectly as the, I forget what, it, what name of the girl in, in Beetlejuice, the little girl that like, you know, follows Beetlejuice and eventually stops him and whatnot. But her playing that character is so fitting. Like she, I mean, the Wednesday character alone looks very similar to her. So her in that movie, and then you add Tim Burton to it and Michael Keaton, which Michael Keaton was Beetlejuice. Yeah, I I'm here for it. Sign me up for that. Let's go. Then in other news, in particular in the music industry, this is something that I'm very happy to share. Apparently, Kendrick Lamar's The Big Steppers Tour, based off of his Mr. Morale and The Big Steppers album, becomes the highest grossing tour ever by a rapper. It grossed a total of $110.9 million with 929,000 tickets sold across 73 different shows. This is monumental. And this right here, as a testament for people that are listening right now listen to me very carefully especially if you're some sort of aspiring artist i know the world and the media will make you think that in order to become a musician you got to spout a bunch of bullshit and all the toxicity that you hear on absolute 24 7 loop of kill kill shoot shoot murder murder for like hip-hop and just in general absolute nonsense you don't have to do that in fact you are losing if you do that when you look at that right there is a one trillion percent conscious album that right there is about growth about healing maturation all of that stuff and it is the biggest tour by a hip-hop artist ever ever 110 million dollars 110 million one more time <clears throat> 110.9 million dollars with almost a million tickets sold between 73 shows big ups to kendrick lamar for doing that for showcasing yet again you don't have to sell out and do garbage music or do let me not say garbage music you can be the best version of yourself and succeed and don't only take it for just music and whatever maybe you think you're comic you need to put certain types of tropes or bullshit in it maybe you think in certain areas of what you're working on you have to settle for less you don't that album i listened to that damn near daily since it came out it is a fantastic album and to see that he tore off that album and made over 110 million dollars let's go let's get a conscious wave coming i I'm on board with it. I mean, look, Tim Roosevelt. Ch wait for Tim Roosevelt. The artist known as Tim Roosevelt is about to shock the world, dog. Just wait for it. Tim Roosevelt, baby. But seriously, big ups to Kendrick Labar and, of course, his label. Well, former label, I guess, but I'm imagining that they're still a part of the Morales tour or whatnot. Um, TDE, Punch, all of them, like, fantastic work. Then hopping back into the manga sphere, um, if you're in Japan, this would definitely help if you're trying to figure out more about manga work, and hopefully this gets translated, because apparently Shonen Jump Plus's app has announced a Mangaka no Sudoi, a real-life in-person event designed for mangaka who want to improve their creativity and skills. This event will have talks from professional artists and editors on June 25th 
2023 in Tokyo. And again, if you're in Tokyo, it'd help you. But again, I hope that they actually translate this because anytime you could get any sort of advice from the pros, any ideas, any 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 of that sort, it's great. So hopefully they translate this. And in general, if you're in the Tokyo area, this might help you, you dig. An update on the story. It's probably somewhere here in this episode, but I did want to give an update on it about the ex-Fuji's rapper Praz that he was apparently found out that not only he was working for the feds and the FBI, but then he was facing 22 years for being a multi-spy. I can't think of the word right now, but being a double spy, so to speak, for China. Uh, and all of that is allegedly. But apparently, ex-Fuji's rapper Praz, Michael, who funneled $800,000 to Barack Obama's campaign in 2012, very interesting, found guilty in scheme to help China influence the U.S. government. So he was found guilty of, wow. Grammy Award-winning Fuji's rapper Praz was found guilty on Wednesday of 10 criminal counts related to an international conspiracy aimed at influencing the U.S. government. Well, how the hell is Praz gonna influence the U.S. government? What the hell was he doing? I don't know. This is this is kind of crazy and shocking. I still can't believe it. I really want to see what if, by any chance, they say anything. I think Wyclef might say something. He'd be more likely to than Lauren. Lauren doesn't give a shit about none of this. Like, not that she doesn't give a shit, but she's still stays out of the spotlight she does her own thing she's a queen and a goddess she don't got time for the malarkey but considering she was in the group with pros maybe she might chime in on this i don't know but this is still shocking to say the least then quickly i wanted to touch up on something that i found fascinating recently in case you ain't hear about it tucker carlson from fox news and don lemon from cnn have both been fired i think it was like simultaneously they were both fired from their respective jobs after for many years i think don lemon was for 17 years with cnn and tucker carlson has been like their flagship series over there for quite some time now but at the very least tucker carlson has broke his response via twitter which very very interesting that he chose twitter as a platform considering elon musk has been making several moves in the political landscape you know buying twitter and basically opening it up a little bit more to free speech whatever you classify that as and uh, he hints that twitter is one of the only places left where americans can still tell the truth and i ain't gonna lie for the longest time i had a major disdain for tucker carlson i felt like a lot of the things that he was spout was propaganda bigoted and just in general i didn't like the dude However, considering some of the circumstances and some of the theories as to why he was fired from Fox News, a, a broadcast where he was basically speaking out against the media and how a lot of false news comes through through media and then suddenly he's out of a job the following week, not to mention that whole 780 was it 787 million dollar lawsuit that Fox News had to settle on. So, a lot of crazy stuff been happening. The Don Lemon situation is still a little bit more of a mystery to me that I got to dive into, but with Tucker Carlson at the very least, him heading on over to Twitter, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets his own show with whatever Elon Musk is trying to build. Maybe he starts the first Twitter news broadcast. I'm sure Elon Musk could easily throw a hundred mil in this man's pocket to work for a couple years as a Twitter anchor or something. And how many people in particular conservatives will go over to Twitter to listen to some Tucker Carlson? I definitely could see it happening and I'm interested to see where this goes and I'm curious, what do you guys think about this uh, whole situation and what do you make of it regarding Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon again being fired from their respective positions? At first when it happened, I was like, so what? Is Tucker Carlson going to head on over 
over back to CNN and Don Lemon's going to head on over to Fox News. Like, how is this going to work? But I guess only time will tell. I'm imagining Don Lemon's line is going crazy right now. A bunch of places that would love to bring him over. Maybe Daily Wire. Maybe Elon might bring him over there as well. Have him change his political stances on something. Time will tell, but fascinating story to say the least. And I know some people have been like harping on, yo, we bringing up politics because it's for never news. Like you come for the anime and manga and you stay for what interests you because Feneb has similar interests as you. You dig? And next story is a pretty interesting one. Apparently over in Japan, a poll was conducted on what they believe are the strongest anime characters out. Says here, determining the most formidable anime characters can be challenging given that they inhabit their own distinct universes and unique rules. This enduring discussion among anime enthusiasts about the ultimate champion remains open-ended. To conclusively settle this debate, we'll delve into the rankings from the very source of anime, the land of the rising sun from Japan. Gu Ranking, a prominent Japanese ranking website, carried out a survey asking Japanese anime fans to identify the most powerful anime character. Based on their responses, we represent the top 41 mightiest characters in the realm of anime. Coming in at 41, Ainz Ol Gaon, Momonga from Overlord. Okay. Ichigo Kurosaki from Bleach. That's a, that's a valid one. I ain't gonna lie. 39, Kibutsuji Muzan from Demon Slayer. Well, considering in anime, he hasn't been shown how strong he is. That might have been more of a fan favorite thing. I don't know. 38, Denji from Chainsaw Man. Hey, yeah, I didn't buy the Blu-rays, but yeah, voted on him being strong. Right on. <laughs> uh, 37, Shigeo Kageyama from Mob Psycho 100. Mob, I could see it. His psychic powers is otherworldly. Uh, 36, you'll watch from Bleach. Yes, definitely. The man is hacked to say the least and just wait till that thousand year blood war return 35 Eren Yeager from Attack on Titan he's strong oh yeah okay and the anime has caught up now to where yeah okay I see it <laughs> uh, 34 Kizaru from One Piece yes the admirals are all strong as hell 33 Shanks One Piece yes Shanks is Shanks like need I say more he stopped the whole freaking Marine Ford one of the greatest war arcs of all time probably the greatest war arc of all time by just showing up and saying yo knock it off 32 Satoshi Ash catching from Pokemon no Stop. This is bullcrap. Get it out of here. What? Who Who? Who voted him in? 31. Hit from Dragon Ball Super. Random as hell. Like, but okay, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Hit was dope. Why not? 30. Fudiza from Dragon Ball Super. Considering the man does not stay dead. Even when he dies, he doesn't die. Yeah. Throw Frieza in there. I could see it. 29. Vegeta. Okay. Dragon Ball. No Z. Super. GT. You name it. Yeah. Vegeta. Why not? Uh, 38. Inumaki from Jujutsu Kaisen. Why? Is this a popularity poll or strength? Like, I, I get it. He's a strong, formidable Jujutsu sorcerer, but huh? 27. Jiren from Dragon Ball Super. A lot of Dragon Ball picks. I mean, People do know that Dragon Ball be having them strong dudes, so alright. 26, uh, I didn't expect to see this name. Miruim, Meruim, the Ant King from Hunter Hunter, but I dig it. Probably one of the best written uh, villains out there as well. 25, Broly from Dragon Ball Z and the Super Movies. Yeah, Broly, no questions. Yeah. Uh, 24, Grand Priest. Yeah, Dragon Ball is occupying the crap out of this list. Uh, from Dragon Ball Super, considering he's stronger than majority of the Dragon Ball cast. Yeah, Grand Priest. Uh, 23, Vegito from Dragon Ball Z and and super, I'd imagine, and 
Yeah, he, he's strong. 22 Gogeta. God damn, this is the Dragon Ball list. Gogeta from Dragon Ball uh, Z and Dragon Ball Super. Yeah. Uh, 21 Beerus, God of Destruction, Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, making the list boring. Can you pick other characters? I'm just saying. Uh, 20 Milamnava from the time I got reincarnated as a slime. Isn't that an Isekai series? Like, how strong are we talking here? 19 Yujiro Hanma, the ogre from Grappler Baki. Baki the Grappler. I rock with it. Shout outs to Yujiro Hanma. Yeah, I could definitely see a homie is hacks that his son can't even take him down. At 18, Yorichi Sugikumi from Demon Slayer. Uh, I don't want to dive too much into this character, but he's pretty freaking strong for a swordsman. I'll give it to him. Number 17, Naruto Uzumaki. I wouldn't say Naruto is stronger than like any of the Dragon Ball characters, but yeah, he's strong. Sure, why not? 16, Dragon Ball reemerges with Whis from Dragon Ball Super and the Battle of Gods movie. Yeah, all right. Uh, 15, Anos Voldigo. Where's that from? The Misfit of Demon King Academy. Okay. He's the main protagonist of it as well. I don't know too much about this one, but maybe he is really strong. 14, Sukuna from Jujutsu Kaisen. He's strong, sure. <laughs> A lot of these, though, I'm like, the strongest characters? I don't know. 13, Giorno Giovanna. Yeah, he's he's strong. Uh, his ability in particular is pretty freaking hacks. Uh, 12, Reinhard von Austria from ReZero, starting life in another world. No, that's not the strongest character. No, stop. Like, now we're getting out of hand. 11, Monkey D. Luffy from One Piece. Gear 5th? Hey, okay, all right. 10, what, who voted this? Doraemon from Doraemon? Stop playing with me. Now y'all playing around too much. Y'all getting ca- yeah, uh, We gotta stop this, though. We getting- Come on. Number nine, Arale Norimaki. Considering she's a gag character from Dr. Slump. Um, I guess you could throw the argument that I've seen her do some crazy stuff, but it's, it's gag stuff, so... I don't know. Number eight, Levi Ackerman. Sure, because Levi from Attack on Titan is taking out, I don't know, even Piccolo from Dragon Ball, right? Yeah, we're, we'll, we'll go with that. This is a popularity poll, though. They, they bugging out. We got Kusuo Sayaki from The Disastrous Life of Sayaki K. He's really fun to play at in J-Stars. I don't know too much about, homie. Number six, Son Goku from Dragon Ball. My guy. Yeah, buddy. But who's going to be above Goku? Because he can, 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 can he beat Goku, though? Number five, Koro Sensei from Assassination Classroom. I think homie can blow up the, the world if he wanted to. So, yeah, I, I dig it. All right. Number four, Satoru Gojo from Jujutsu Kaisen. But, 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 but can he beat Goku though? Number three, Zeno. He can beat Goku <laughs> from Dragon Ball Super, the Omni King. I dig it. Number two, Rimuru Tempest from that time I got reincarnated as a slime. I don't know the series that much, but again, I don't think this person is the strongest. And then number one, I could dig it. I, I don't I don't disagree with number one um, to a certain degree I guess but can he beat Goku though Saitama from One Punch Man alrighty I mean we've seen some of his feats that he's on the path to being Superman's level so yeah I'm not mad at number one but some of this is like Rimuru um, even Gojo really I don't know if Gojo could take out some of these people like Sayaki, Arale, Doraemon, like, what is this? But yeah, people, according to Japan, these are 41 of the strongest characters and a whole bunch of croc in the middle. Let's jump into the rumors. We're gonna call it the rumor realm. Let's see if that'll stick, the rumor realm, because we got some rumors that, I wanna keep it as rumors because we don't know how valid this source is, but some people are saying that it's valid and in general, it's floating around. Take it with a grain of salt as you will. It's regarding Boruto's anime and manga return. Let's read because it sounds very spicy. 
spicy. For starters, apparently Boruto, the announcement that the mangaka Boruto will make should be linked with a last arc before the time skip. This one should be short and we should see Kawaki and Boruto fighting again. Boruto's manga will have a small time skip before the big one we're all waiting for and the source is somebody named Minashita. Now, I am gonna lie, two time skips, I didn't account for that. But also there's a panel of Kawaki that's been floating around that people are saying, yo, that hasn't come to fruition according to the prophecy and that is before the time skip version of Kawaki. So there is potential that we're gonna have two time skips for the Boruto manga. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, it's kind of crazy to say, but I'm, I'm here for it, alright? And then following that is some news, potentially again, rumors, for the Boruto anime's return. It says here, Boruto anime part 2 will come back with a small arc for Sarada's third tomo. This arc will take 8 to 12 episodes and will go directly to the prophecy arc. After this, we'll have an arc for Boruto and Sasuke that will not have been from the manga. And this is Boruto 2023 to 2024. And I'm not even gonna lie, that sounds very legit, especially considering what's been going on with the manga recently. Something of an arc for Sarada to that third tomo that i believe she already had it in the manga at this point but the anime has kind of been doing some weird stuff so that makes sense and then a boruto and sasuke arc on a really really good high quality script i'm here for that as well this all sounds so good almost too good to be true to be honest with you so we'll keep it in the rumor pile for now but it definitely makes a lot of sense at the very least moving forward as i said in the intro jujutsu kaisen's author and chainsaw man's author but we'll start with jujutsu kaisen first have been on a little bit of some weird stuff okay a little weird, a little weird, because this has been making rounds. Apparently, it's from a novel that Gegeakutami penned of Jujutsu Kaisen, and well, you see for yourself. Gege's intro from the second Jujutsu Kaisen light novel. In 1999, Gegeakutami was a champion in a death game that involved taking turns rubbing medication used for treating insect bites on one another's nether regions <laughs> for which he attracted a lot of attention and had to disappear for a while i'm gonna translate that to homie was doing some super freaky weird stuff and uh maybe the parents found out what was going on or something over another teachers i don't know this is 1999 assuming gege was like a kid around that age and probably had to get pulled out of school and disappear for a while because everybody was like weirdo you're a freak oh! and i'm not gonna lie i'm just like i know as a kid you know we do some weird stuff and again i'm assuming that gege was a kid at this point but rubbing medication taking turns in a death game of rubbing medication for treating insect bites on your nether regions with other people like what was you doing gege <laughs> I'm just saying, Gege, you was a little bit too turned out for my taste. And then if that wasn't weird enough for you, Chainsaw Man's author recently, like, yeah, it's disturbing, let's just read. Because apparently Chainsaw Man's author reveals he once ate his own pet at the age of 24. Well, Gege's weirdness was as a kid and... Fujimoto's talking about he was 24 here. He had a pet fish that died. He wanted to throw away, but his girlfriend said to bury it somewhere. Fujimoto went to the park and tried digging, but the ground was too hard, so he left the fish on the ground. Mind you, it's on the ground with a lot of dirt. After a while, Ant started to move the fish's body. At that moment, Fujimoto was overwhelmed with love for his pet and decided to eat it. Next day, he woke up with an upset stomach. And I'm gonna just tell you right now, oh my god, something in the ending or towards the ending of the Chainsaw Man manga makes so much more sense now fujimoto you whack job oh my god to be fair this is coming from the same author that roles play as a third grade girl on twitter so 
Fujimoto, you know what I'm saying? You can expect the unexpected when it comes to this man and him eating his pet fish. Sounds about in the ballpark. I don't know. Let me know which one is more weirder. Gege with this weird freaking putting ant lotion on your body to see like, uh, or Fujimoto eating his fish. Uh, who who wins the weirdo awards of this episode? Weird. And since we're on the ballpark of talking about Jujutsu Kaisen, there's some news regarding Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2 and some pretty big significant changes that is part for the course based on the story. Because apparently Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2 has given us a look at new looks for much-loved characters. This season of Jujutsu Kaisen's TV anime will head to the past to show us the school lives of Gojo and Geto, but they won't be the only cursed users that we'll see younger versions of. Today, the series revealed the younger character designs for Jujutsu Kaisen's classmates, as well as some of the newer characters for the next arc. And I ain't gonna lie, out of all the character designs, definitely Nanami is the one that has me a little bit shook, like, huh? Like... <laughs> Very, very different from the working class dude with the glasses or shades, whatever the heck they are, to this. is like, he looks like a, a, I don't know, he's about to start a punk rock band or something. Like, like some of the other designs are okay. You, Hybara, it's like, all right, whatever. May May. Uh, it ain't that far of a departure. Shoutouts to Mei Mei looking a little spicy there. Utahime. Alright, she kind of looks like, I ain't gonna lie, Kikyo from Inuyasha. Yaga. You put on the glasses, maybe it's not that far of a stretch, but shoutouts to Yaga without the shades. Homie looking a little brolic there too. Alright, Yaga, we see you. Misato Kuroi and Shui Kong. Again, that might be a newer character, but yeah, out of all of them, Yaga is dope to see. Uh, Utahime's cool. Mei Mei, of course. And Nanami is just like, <laughs> okay, the, you, you definitely grew up a lot from the past in your high school days, which granted, yeah, you should probably change a bit from high school. If you're still exactly the same from high school, I don't know, fam. I don't know. Where's your growth? Dog, grow up a little bit, you dig. Okay, I can't be the only one that's seen the newest trailer for the upcoming Flash movie. Yeah, it's the second trailer, and I'm not even gonna lie. It was freaking incredible. And I'm starting to see why DC and the people behind this film didn't want to can this film, despite the fact of everything that's been going on with the lead actor that's playing the Flash, Ezra Miller, because this looks incredible I mean this is definitely going to wash out a lot of the talks regarding all of the escapades of Ezra Miller because between having Michael Keaton return as Batman one of my favorite Batmans I was one of the first or that is the first introduction I had to live action Batman was Michael Keaton in the original Joker well not original but you know the older Joker movie like that was my introduction to live action Batman so to see him in there with the flash the CG looks incredible. Just everything about this film looks like it's going to be fantastic. Dropping June 16th. A lot of things are happening June 16th. Black Clover movie. This. A certain album that I'm looking forward to. Like a lot of stuff. And I can't stress enough how excited I am for it. Now I'm not exactly sure of which character is which in terms of like. It looks like there's a Supergirl-esque character. I don't know if that's supposed to be like a alternate reality version of Superman as a girl or something like that. But she looks pretty cool. Again, Michael Keaton has Batman, I'm here for it. Ezra Miller, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, that's the most awkward thing out of all this. I'm seeing him like, you're a hero? Like, oh, this really is an alternate reality, huh? And in general, this looks like it's going to be potentially the blockbuster movie of the summer. And taking DC out of the hole in fans' minds of like every film that they put out being like... Not it, fam. Not it. You know, aside from Joker, DC hasn't really got many of their comic book to live action adaptations right for a lot of fans. 
this one looks like they got it right at the very least for yourself this trailer because i can't stress like it looks massively hype and i think you're gonna enjoy i know i'm very much so looking forward to it and while we're in the ballpark of superheroes let's talk a little bit of a superman comic recently that had superman pulling a naruto naruto <laughs> now i want to stress that i'm not attributing this to being something that was created from naruto this might have happened a lot sooner in different series or whatnot but it's popularly known to come from naruto because it says here the recent dc story arc that saw superman imprisoned on war world has a climactic twist where the red sun that was depowering superman was countered by a material called genesis found beneath war world and not only restored superman's powers but enhanced them in ways we're still learning about as action comics has unfolded action comics 1054 reveals another new ability superman can manifest where he creates a naruto suzano style giant energy avatar to block metallo's kryptonite blast and uses it to beat the villain down touting the point that sometimes a bully needs to know they're not as tough as they think and i ain't gonna lie it does kind of remind me of between suzano and then that technique that goku recently did towards the end of i believe it was the moral arc of dragon ball super so yeah suzano is becoming a thing in pop culture outside of just naruto kudos to suzano you know again i don't know if this was spawned out of naruto i'm just saying that i know it from naruto and it's cool to see superman doing it heck he might have done it before naruto superman's done a lot of things throughout time so you never know okay next up if you're in the west in the u.s matter of fact if you're on planet earth this should be worrying you to be honest with you because in case you haven't heard it seems like a lot of nations have been gearing up including russia china and several other places to kind of overpower the dollar and basically rid the united states of having that massive power of you know the dollar reigning supreme because they already had started this alliance where they were working together and cutting off using the dollar as their national currency and now it seems as though a lot of other countries want in apparently 19 new countries submitted membership requests to join BRICS, brazil russia india china and south africa to challenge the u.s dollars global dominance and I'm be honest with you, as somebody that lives in the U.S., this is definitely worrisome. This definitely makes me look at it like, yo, if all of these nations gather together, they can really do some damage to the dollar. We're already in a bad time post-pandemic. A lot of people financially aren't right. The economy feels like we're in a recession, despite the fact that, yeah, they redefined recession at some given point off of the U.S. website. It was kind of madness, to say the least. Allegedly, allegedly. But yeah, like, we're in a very bad time as it is, and with all of these nations pulling together to go against the dollar is going to be a problem now i see a lot of people saying well tell them good luck when they want to trade with us or whatnot but if they're all trading amongst each other and they have all the resources they need we could kind of get left out here's hoping that president joe biden does something to actually combat this i mean it, it would be nice has there even been a response from the white house regarding this whole situation like dog we are going to get steamrolled out here if we don't do something fast well, let me know how you feel about this one if you're on planet earth right now watching this bit regarding all of these nations pulling together to overthrow the dollar it definitely looks like it's the beginning of the end for the united states reigning supreme globally as like the yo our dollar means something or else because a lot of these nations are not playing at all lastly i wanted to talk about this story that blew my mind if you've ever heard of the fujis you know killing me softly with his song killing me softly like yeah them uh well apparently one of their members has been a chinese spy and is facing 22 years in prison fuji's member praz admits he was an fbi informant and faces 22 years in prison for conspiracy to serve as an unregistered agent of china 
after accepting $100 million. So not only was he working for the feds, for the FBI, but then he was basically pulling a duo membership, so to speak, and also working as an agent for China. Like, homie thought he was, I don't know, some Itachi working for the Uchiha and the Leaf at the same time. What the hell is this, dog? I'm really curious how Lauren and Wycliffe are going to respond to this whole situation. Like, did they know or I, I, I got to imagine that they didn't. Also, it's very interesting that a lot of people have been pulling up the fact that Tupac went at the Fuji's and I believe Praz many years back, almost as if Tupac knew that yeah, Praz was onto some other type of stuff. But honestly, it's still mind-blowing to even think about, dog. One of the Fugees was an FBI agent that was working secretly with China as well. And $100 million. Mad that, I tell you. Mad. But let me know how you feel about that. We have the story regarding a Naruto spinoff. You probably heard of it by now. You probably read it or watched it. I hope it's Sasuke, the Uchiha, and the Heavenly Stardust. The Sasuke story novel that was recently adapted into a manga. Well, it's apparently coming to an end, which is kind of crazy because didn't they do the Sasuke anime adaptation into the Boruto anime like already a few months back and it kind of passed the manga however from everything I've heard the manga ending is so much better than the anime's ending because while the anime was decent and it was enjoyable the ending of the arc was kind of a little bit like uh. Naruto Sasuke story the Uchiha and the Heavenly Stardust has ended today with chapter 10 at Shonen Jump Plus's app aka that was I believe April 23rd final volume 2 of the series will be out on June 2nd, 2023. And I have no doubt in my mind that this did well enough for them to adapt other novels of the series into manga format because, yeah, this was so big that they rushed it into, hey, how about we make a Boruto anime adaptation of the Sasuke story because, yeah, it was pretty freaking popular at the very least over here in the West. And at the same time, it'll also get people that are Naruto fans but really weren't that into Boruto back into the franchise again and thinking about this series. So I have no doubt in my mind probably Probably the next one they'll do is Naruto Retsuden or any of the other ones. I don't know about the Konoha story because that one recently ended as well or is coming to an end. Probably they'll stick more to these type of stories because fans seem to love them. Moving forward, fans of Yu-Gi-Oh! If you were a big Yu-Gi-Oh! fan such as myself, then you know that sometimes these cards, especially nowadays, the rarity can go up in price. However, this was very unforeseen and I was kind of like, huh? Because a Yu-Gi-Oh! card, a one-of-a-kind, went for a hundred grand on a bid on eBay. One-of-a-kind Yu-Gi-Oh card received $100,000 bid in first hour of eBay auction. The rarest Yu-Gi-Oh card in existence, Tyler the Great Warrior, which was only ever produced once, surpassed $150,000 in bids as of Thursday. The card first went on auction on eBay on Wednesday. YouTube documentary maker Alex Simo, who interviewed the card's owner, Tyler Grissel, told Anime News Network that the card received a $100,000 bid within the first hour. The Make-A-Wish Foundation granted Grissel's wish of creating his own Yu-Gi-Oh card in 2005, and Gressel has kept the card in storage ever since. In 2001, Tyler Gressel was diagnosed with an undifferentiated sarcoma of the liver, an extremely rare form of cancer. At the time, there was only 200 known cases in the United States. Through his wish, he was given the opportunity to select the art and name of a forthcoming Yu-Gi-Oh card. For the Tyler the Great Warrior card, manga creator Kazuki Takahashi drew two sketches of a design based on Future Trunks, a character from Dragon 
Dragon Ball. Takahashi also personally signed the card. Gressel remarked that his wish gave him the opportunity to express his appreciation for two of his biggest interests at the time, Dragon Ball and Yu-Gi-Oh, which I ain't gonna lie, every time I look at the art, I keep thinking like, is that Gogeta? What, what is that? So the fact that that's based on Dragon Ball, that is fire, and yeah, the whole situation in general, Make-A-Wish allowing this kid that was, you know, having this very difficult time to be able to produce something like that, just, it's a big win all around, and I hope that that money goes to his family and they're able to, you know, uh, do what needs to be done with it. Then a story that just hopped into my lap about two seconds ago regarding Static Shock, aka Static, uh, the big comic book from Milestone Comics and cartoon from, I believe it was the Kids WB era back in the day, and then it hopped over to Cartoon Network. Apparently, James Gunn recently responded to a fan saying they do have plans for Static and any of the other Milestone characters, which if we was to get a Static live action and it was done properly, this would open up a floodgate of new Milestone comic book to live action adaptations, because I ain't gonna lie, Milestone has been so slept on for so many freaking years, but especially Static Shock, like, it still boggles my mind that not more was done with static ever since the end of its animated series like static shocks ratings was so freaking crazy back in the day from what i was told it was doing numbers like dragon ball z in its heyday and that's something unheard of it was one of the biggest shows that it especially when it hit reruns was just dominating and they never really did anything with it like we've got a couple of remakes and the static comic right now so that's been a very big deal for static fans but in terms of the movies and whatnot james Gunn bringing forth a Static Shock live action would be major and something that desperately needs to be done because Static was and is massively popular. People love Static. It's just very underserved to people. There's not a lot of Static to even consume. So, well, Static to consume. There's not a lot of Static Shock out there on the market other than the old animated series and the current comic book that is running. I would love a Static Shock movie. I'm just saying, like James Gunn, hear me out. <clears throat> Make it happen. Next up, a little bit of drama on the Pokemon Go side of things. Apparently, one of the people behind one of the social media accounts for Pokemon Go recently got in trouble for tweeting out something that offended some people regarding going outside. It says here, Pokemon Go deletes tweets seemingly mocking fans over remote raid challenges. It's been a contentious few weeks between fans of Pokemon Go and developer Niantic. The company recently made massive changes to the game's remote raids and is well aware that players are unhappy about it. On April 20th, the game's official Twitter account posted a now deleted tweet in which it claimed that reviews for going outside are 95% fresh with an audience score of 100%. The tweet also contained the hashtag hashtag get outside. Naturally, fans expressed a lot of frustration with the developer, particularly since Niantic has been carefully avoiding the remote raid issue and yeah the tweet said the reviews for going outside are in 95% fresh 100% uh, with the, I guess it would be the reader score, the popcorn, uh, and hashtag it outside. And I'm going to be honest with you, yeah, um, I don't know the full circumstances of exactly what was the changes to these remote raids or whatnot, but I always encourage for people to get outside, get some vitamin D, get some sunlight, and I don't know what changes were made. Maybe people can't comfortably do certain things with their Pokemon Go as they were able to do prior to this change, but I don't see a big deal. I mean, I get maybe if it's mocking fans to a certain degree that were like we don't want to go outside but even then go outside and by no means am i trying to diss people that like to be in the house because yeah sometimes i like to be in the house very often but at the end of the day I don't see a big deal if this game is going to help people to get a little bit more physically active and just in general have some fun out in the world. Next up, we have an update on a very tragic situation.
situation that happened roughly four years ago now regarding the Kyoto animation fires. Apparently, the pre-trial is beginning for the person that allegedly committed the arson. Kyoto animation arsonist case begins pre-trial proceedings on May 8th. And HK reported on Friday that the Kyoto District Court will start pre-trial proceedings for the arson murder case that killed 36 people and wounded 33 others at the Kyoto animation on May 8th. The three parties of the court, prosecution and defense, are planning for the main trial to take place between early September and late December. The parties will decide on the specific schedule and the number of days required for the trial at the pre-trial proceedings. The pre-trial proceedings will also discuss prior issues and evidence. And of course, in case you don't know, it was July 18, 2019 that a devastating fire broke out at Kyoto Animation Studios 1 building. A total of 70 people were inside the building at the time. In addition to the victims inside the building, a man in his 40s on his way to work in the area suffered minor injuries from smoke inhalation. Kyoto Prefecture Police apprehended the then 41-year-old suspect who allegedly used gasoline to start the fire. The man allegedly bought 40 liters of gasoline in two canisters and used a cart to transport the gasoline to Kyoto Animation Studio 1 building. Japanese prosecutors formally indicted the suspect December 2020. I hope that the people, the families that were affected by this do get closure by whatever happens with this case uh, with the arsonist because it was allegedly over something to do with him feeling that they ripped off his work or stole one of his works and regardless of what that's never a reason to just start burning down a whole freaking building filled of innocent people because hey they might have copied me rest in peace to everybody that was lost in those fires um sad stuff then something that kind of got me a bit upset is if you don't know you should know that your credit score is extremely important especially if you're trying to be a homeowner being a homeowner becomes a little bit easier the higher your credit score is and people such as myself really really bust their butt to try and make sure that their credit score is you know neatly intact so much so that sometimes when you mess up your credit score you work very hard to get it back up because the higher your credit score the more lenders are willing to help you out in order to get things not only even homes like just in general to get loans for whatever you're trying to do so high credit score good thing low credit score bad thing however recently president biden's administration uh announced a plan that would essentially punish people the higher their credit score and reward people the lower their credit score on some super idiocracy type of thing let's just quickly read this the biden administration plans to raise payments for good credit home buyers if you have a credit score of 740 plus you will pay an extra one percent on your mortgage however those with 620 or less will get a 1.75 decrease and i see one positive thing of like sure maybe the unfortunate that other circumstances you know messed up their credit score a lot of people even you know people that i've known like you're earlier in life because you get credit at 18 you can really start working on your credit or whatnot a lot of people they mess up their credit in their earlier years and then they unfortunately got to rebuild back up in their later years to get it back to where it needs to be and it's a, a long struggle so i get an aspect of like hey it'll be easier for people with a less credit score but even then a 620 you're not really going to get that good of a deal anyway on a home loan and just in general i think it's really lame that for the people that have busted their hump trying to get their credit score where it needs to be that instead of being rewarded for being very hard and on top of things now you're going to be persecuted and no now you got to pay more i believe it amounts to about 40 dollars more a month on your mortgage that you're going to have to pay and i think that this is a horrible thing especially considering the fact that what about the people that have worked extremely hard to get their credit score up there what about that 
them, okay? You're rewarding the people that are less fortunate. I think that that's a dope thing. But why are you going to be punishing the people that have worked very hard? It's like opposite. It's almost as if, yeah, man, let me miss a payment. So that way, like, it just doesn't make sense. And I'm like, what are they doing? Honestly, I think that this is a bit silly and ridiculous. And lastly, I wanted to talk about how Twitter seemingly has been melting down recently. In case you haven't been following the whole debacle, recently Elon Musk had announced that if you wanted to keep your blue check mark on Twitter, you had to pay for it regardless if you was legacy or not, regardless if you had quote unquote earned it in the past, you had to pay. And initially it was $8. I tried to go recently and look up how much it cost because a lot of people were saying otherwise and it said it was $11 to get it. But it gets even stranger because a lot of celebrities and people with massive influence that had over 1 million followers after losing their check mark a few days back recently had it returned to them and they were like, what's going on? And initially Elon Musk has said that he had paid for a couple of the celebrities blue check marks such as LeBron James, Stephen King, and it was met with a lot of people saying, holy crap, that's not fair. Then following that, Elon Musk had rewarded pretty much everybody with 1 million followers or more their blue check marks back. And honestly, when it comes to the whole check mark situation, I think it's a slippery slope. First of all, this is clearly Elon Musk trying to figure out how to monetize Twitter in a way that Twitter was never really monetizable. Like from my understanding, Twitter was never really a profitable company despite whatever advertisements and things that they had on the back end. It still wasn't ever profitable. It was just kind of like a town square, as Elon Musk put it, that didn't make any money for the town. Honestly, it sounded like a bad investment from the beginning. So when Elon Musk took it over, he's definitely had his work cut out to, okay, well, how do I make this thing a thing? How do I get money to come back into this? And coming up with the whole blue check mark thing maybe might have not been the best type of situation at you know tackling the financial aspects of it because a lot of celebrities shortly after elon had announced that you're gonna have to pay for your blue check mark had denounced it and pretty much has become more of a common pattern to like he he giggle giggle about people that pay for the blue check mark now i'll be honest with you i am not paying for the blue check mark at one point i did for a short period of time and then i thought to myself wait a minute my twitter account is not in good standing because of previous engagements that i had done on the platform several years back uh yeah my account ain't in good standing so it really serves no purpose for me to have the blue check mark when the main reason i was using it was in order to get better search results for people to find my tweets more to kind of give it a little bit of a boost so that's one of the main reasons why i don't pay for it but i'm not necessarily against it because then there was a viral tweet by ian schwartzman in case you don't know who that is very popular manager he manages joe budden the number one music podcaster in the world and he had a tweet that said people will pay eight dollars for a coffee every morning to have their name on it ten a month for a streaming service to watch repeats of an old show and $50 on weed but won't pay for verification of their own identity on Twitter without acting like it's costing them their life and a lot of people were really really upset about this tweet and to be honest with you I honestly feel like there's some validity to it for starters uh, for a period of time for many years actually I was paying anywhere from 4 to 6 bucks a day on a coffee sometimes 12 a day if I wanted 2 cups of coffee so right there I kind of understand that Likewise with the whole paying for a streaming service. If you pay for a streaming service and you're not really utilizing it, you're paying for a streaming service for damn near nothing. But at the same time, if it's a business investment, if you are a content creator, if you have a business, if, you, if you're if you a comic book maker, whatever it may be, it does add a little bit more validity to your whole situation of what you're trying to build if you are having that verification mark and the rules have changed to where you got to pay for it now. So I'm understanding clearly of what he's trying to say but a lot of people didn't take too kindly to it and i guess
guess it's a slippery slope right now where we're at with it when it comes to the whole blue checkmark situation. And I want to pass that question off to you watching right now. Are you yay or nay when it comes to paying for the verification? Again, it started off as 8 bucks When I last checked, it was at 11 bucks. And if Elon Musk ever saw this and decided, yo, I'm going to clear all the violations off your account so that way you're fresh and, you know, able to do what you do, I might consider getting the verification mark. Why not? And I guess the only other thing that I wanted to touch upon in this episode is regarding Hell's Paradise. A lot of fans have been very upset recently over some of the look of the Hell's Paradise episodes. In particular, the latest episode, somebody was complaining and it made some rounds regarding the compositing for Hell's Paradise's anime, saying that basically the character designs look like they're blending into the backgrounds or that they don't fit the backgrounds at all. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I feel like even watching this and examining it, it just looks like an aesthetic choice. It doesn't feel like it's too far removed from the backgrounds. I think fans are just complaining for the sake of complaining and being critical because it looks fine and Hell's Paradise is awesome. So yeah, I just wanted to point that out because I've seen a couple of different things. Fans bullying uh, Viz Media translators for Jujutsu Kaisen. Fans need to chill the fuck out. Like, yo, y'all gotta chill the fuck out. Y'all doing too much. Y'all going crazy a little bit too heavy on certain things. Like, just rock out. Enjoy your anime. If you don't like cool beans, but some of y'all just finding anything to nitpick at. Like, what's wrong with these shots? Like, maybe I could... See, I, let me not even lie. It, it, it looks fine. It looks fine. Y'all bugging out. But I think that's where we're ended here. I'm for that world. And as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule. Anime and manga. For life, boy. As well as video games, politics, and anything else that we like to talk about. We grown here, right? For another world. And as always, people, have an awesome day. Peace in. Subscribe and hit that bell if you haven't already. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? Let me pop my collar. Shout outs to Tim Roosevelt. Look out for that album, dog. It's coming. I have a dream alone in my room as I sit with the tea. Couldn't possibly think what I often see. And you don't even know how I often blink. Lights be flashing and looking at me. Such an odd, unique. Yet I'm so unique. And you're looking at me. If the walls could talk, they would probably be bleak. And I'd probably say, bitch, get the fuck off me.